We're taking a little bit of a road trip this week. That's right. We're hopping one state over. <laughs> the border's not that far from where I am, actually. This week, we are talking to Mike Responte of Alabama Surf Casco. You can find them on all social media platforms at Al, A-L, Surf Cast Co. Uh, take a look at that. There's a lot of cool information. He's got a lot of fun things to share. So I hope you're ready. Got your notebook set up. And we're going to get into some education. You listen to Finding Demo Surf Fishing. Here we go. Refreshing new week. Man, I hope you're doing well wherever you are. Life is going well for you, and you are just out there fishing, crushing it away from anything bad and just getting ready to limit out. So everything here in the Florida area has been interesting, but like I said, we're going to move over to Alabama. It's been fun a couple times we've gone over there with the conversation pieces, and this week will be no different. Like I said, we're going to be talking with Mike Responte of Alabama Sur or Al Surf Casco. I'm always going to say Al Alabama. I know I am. I don't know what it is. Uh, but we're going to be talking with him this week. And uh, like I said, we're going to have some fun. So I'm done flipping my jibs. I know I'm just rambling. I apologize. So without further ado, Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Always fun. This is awesome. Yeah, I've been really enjoying your content, man. You've had a lot of fun stuff going lately. Thank you. Thank you. So we're get right into it. We're going to go right off the nose and just start plugging away here. Tell us your story. You just start firing away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, we're born and raised in New England. Faye fishes with me all the time. So we're kind of a, a team team together and getting out there fishing. So just a couple crazy New Englanders who made their way to the Gulf Coast. Uh, I spent a lot of time when I was a kid fishing with my dad and uh, uh, cut away from it for a while. And then I got back into it a little later and I've been hooked on it ever since. It's been kind of kind of an obsession and it's never going to end. <laughs> Not a bad thing. Not even a little. Nope. It's funny. You're like the fourth fellow New Englander, fourth or fifth fellow New Englander I've interviewed now. Yeah, we're everywhere. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we all just come down here. I don't know what it is. Well, it's it's winter. It is. We we understand winter and we we shun it. <laughs> yeah, after, after a while, after a while, it gets old. Yeah. What part of New England are you from, though? I'm from the Lakes region of New Hampshire. Oh, New Hampshire. Yeah, live free or die yeah. state. Yes, sir. You weren't too far from me. Okay. Well, so New Hampshire down to Florida. Okay, so you started saying you loved fishing. What got you into fishing, though? Oh, God. Well, probably my buddy got me into fishing, and I think one of the first trips he took me on was a trip to a pond that was loaded with smallmouth bass. Oh, and yeah. We just smashed tons of smallmouth bass all day long and i was just like this is it this is awesome <laughs> and after that it was it was just fishing all the time nice it, it's 
kind of uh, it's funny when I talk to people about this, and I, I think it's the same as New Hampshire as it is in Maine. Uh, a pond is not a little body of water. It is a decent body size water, which could borderline be called a lake. But lakes are basic monsters in New England. It's not a. It's not tiny like a, a quote unquote pond. Is that what they're saying no, up there? Uh, it, yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, like Shelby Lake down here uh-huh. is is a small pond <laughs> in in New Hampshire. <laughs> I love that, and it's also very, very shallow. So yeah, like cool. a lot of a lot of our ponds. I mean, uh, there's some ponds around where I'm from that are like volcanic holes, uh-huh. and they don't really know. It's a hundred plus feet deep. So I mean, there's monster trout in there, and it's it's an amazing fishery. Yeah, I go up to see my family up in Maine quite a bit, and. Uh, we go to one place in particular, I think it's called Enchanted, Lower Enchanted Pond. We call it Bulldog Pond. I think it gets somewhere around 137 feet deep at its center point. And you can yeah. just crush uh, trout, bass, uh, smallmouth, largemouth. It's just, it's a never-ending pool of fishing. Ugh. Yeah. Ponds are real. Okay. Yeah, there's, you never know what you're going to find in a, in a good good pond. Yep. What brought you down to Alabama, and what brought you to the surf? Uh, we came down here on a vacation, and I pretty much didn't want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I got down here. I got down here, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? This is Alabama!" Like her parents were down here; they moved here, and we came down on vacation to visit them, and and that was it. I was like, "We don't even need to go back. We could just." <laughs> you <can> literally <laughs> just buy new stuff and call it good. <laughs> but yeah, we went, but we went back for a year and um, got our ducks in a row and all that. And we did end up moving down and surf fishing. It's awesome. We have, you know, new England surf fishing's It's a bit different, Yeah. but you know, it, I didn't really even do a lot of surf fishing up there. I did some when I was a kid, uh, you know, striper, bluefish, all that blackfish, all that type of stuff. But uh, I was pretty young and <laughs> had no clue what I was doing. But um, <laughs> down here, I mean, there's so much, there's so many species that you know I haven't hooked into yet. So it's 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 exciting. Yeah, it's, you never know what you're gonna get in the surf here. I mean, you got a decent oh, idea, but yeah. there are days you just where did that come from? Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> you have no idea. Uh-huh. So one of the things that I know about you is uh, you, you used to be in the culinary world. You were a chef. And now you've moved into a, a YouTube angler. Uh, so I guess kind of the... how do, And I didn't put this in the questions, so sorry about that. How did you go from that to YouTube angler? Oh, I've gone from... I've gone from a few things. Yeah, I was gonna say there's but, more. Yeah. I mean, by all means. Oh yeah, there's a there's a bunch. Yeah, we I started culinary arts when I was in high school. I did a couple years of vocational uh, vocational school education, and then rolled straight into a restaurant, uh, pretty popular restaurant on the lake, Lake Winnipesaukee, and um, we were doing everything. You know, just working in the front of the house kitchen going in the back of the house working wedding food and all, all kinds of stuff. I've 
I had the had the joy to, of doing quite a bit of stuff, and uh, I did eventually get away from away from culinary arts. But I've always I've always loved to create new things, come up with different stuff, and uh, you know, cooking for people's fun. I, I like I like to cook for people and watch them enjoy it. Yeah. I like being that person that's receiving. I mean, if you haven't yeah. seen my picture, you guys would totally not know that. Um. <laughs> I'm no, di- I'm no different. Every- <laughs> I'm not a white guy. <laughs> we we're just harder to kidnap, man. That's all it is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so when it came to the YouTube piece after you got down here, what made you uh, want to run that way? Initially, we started. Honestly, I had the Instagram started with freshwater fish back home oh, okay. shortly before we, before we moved. So it kind of started with Instagram and then it popped into, Hey, let's make a Facebook. And then we made a Facebook and that's, I think that's up to like 12 or 1500 followers or something like that. And eventually it just led into, uh, into YouTube. I mean, there's, there's so much stuff you can do with YouTube. You don't, you don't have to take, the same road everyone else has, but you know, YouTube is, is definitely fun and it's challenging for sure. So I like, yeah. you know, fishing. I like, I like challenges when you're fishing too. It's, it's how you uh, become much better of an angler. Right. You know, become stagnant, you know, give yourself something to achieve. Yeah. It, it, it forces you to, you know, if, if you need to, if you need to come up with footage to put out a video, and the weather's not cooperating or say the surf is just wild and it's just not fishable, you know, it forces you to go over into the bay, target trout or, or flounder, it, you know, it forces you to, to kind of broaden your horizons. So. so speaking of trout, and I know this isn't on there either, uh, you've had trout, you've had brook trout, you, you've had freshwater trout, and you've had oh, yeah. speckled trout. Any differences? Yeah. Completely different. Uh huh. <laughs> it's 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 not even it's not even close. I mean, it tastes great. It, it is a good tasting fish. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock it at all. But but yeah, when you grow up with with trout and salmon fish, it, it, it's completely different. I tried to explain that to somebody not too long ago. I'm like it, it it's not it's the same name, but it's not the same fish. The flavor is different. Yeah. The profile is different. Yeah, let's just say a lot. A lot of folks down here may not like, you know, a nice, tasty brook trout or a or a salmon that's from the lake. It's because it, it tastes it tastes like fish. Yeah, it it definitely is a <laughs> fish forward flavor. Yeah, it's not something you're gonna make taste like chicken, or <laughs> it, it just tastes like fish. <laughs> and it's delicious. I miss it, but but down here, I mean, we have there's a lot of really good fish good quality fish down here yeah it's great i wish we had the salmon like we do back there i, I do miss a good salmon y- yeah i mean we had we had both we had the lake i grew up on primarily was winnipesaukee but we had uh lake wentworth too it's uh, another big lake there and yeah they have landlocked salmon so those are pretty tasty yeah yeah landlocks are good but uh Oh yeah. But then you have, you know, we used to have the opportunity to get down to the end of the Pema Chawasset if you wanted to go down there. 
and you can catch Atlantic salmon when they come in on their run. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so, amazing. So any of you want to go up to New England and do some fishing, there's it, there's a lot of channels you can listen to and videos you can see, and you could probably also reach out to Mike and say, hey, what what is it about this? You'll get a ton of knowledge. Go back and go go into his archives, too. There's There's stuff there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ever have a question about freshwater fishing, feel free to reach out. There you go. I can tell you what you need. To, I can tell you where you need to go and what you need to carry, for I sure. Pro- I probably need to talk to you offline because I am the world's worst freshwater angler in my entire family, actually. So, yeah. They're, you know, if, if we're ever sent inland, I'm screwed. I, I, can, I can live <laughs> just fine in the surf. I can catch all day in the surf. I can't catch a fish to save my ass back home. I really can't. Sometimes, sometimes with freshwater fish, my biggest thing was always, it's not always the bigger the bait, the bigger the fish mm-hmm. with freshwater, depending on where you're at. Right. I mean, you can, you can catch, you know, a monster rainbow trout on a tiny little mosquito fly. Yeah. Fly so, fishing's a whole, yeah. That, that yeah. had a whole episode. On. All right. I'm getting way off because I could do this all day. So when it comes back <laughs> into the surf fishing world... Uh, you know you're going to go fishing. How do you plan your fishing trip? Uh, depends on weather and conditions. If I can, and what species is going, you know, if Pompano's running, I'm going Pompano fishing. Okay. You know, everything else kind of takes a backseat to the Pompano. And uh, so we'll get rigged up to do Pompano. We'll make sure all the rods are rigged up with, uh, at least two or three of them will have like a Salty's Pompano rig or a Frisky Finn's Pompano rig. And then I usually keep one or two rods tied up with a single drop rig. Uh, sometimes there's no float. Most of the time I don't put a float on it. I'll put just a single bead or I'll take the bead off. And oftentimes that does the trick. I mean, but that's, wow. you'll keep it pretty basic. Going and, a little uh, naked, huh? All right. Yeah. yeah and it, it works. I'm yep. telling you. Well, I think I think it's an overlooked thing to go naked on on the gear. I really do. I think it's overlooked. Yeah, it is. Everybody's you know they go for the, the big bling on the on the Pompano rigs, and sometimes it's not all about the bling. Yeah. Do you do any uh, double droppers? Like uh, you know, one drop's gonna have something, and then the other drop's naked. Um. Yeah, I have. I've done. I've also done like a top with a float. And then just the bottom with a bead or yeah. a couple beads, so that that works out pretty good too. Okay, yeah, it's always always adapting. Oh yeah. When you get to the beach, you've already you know you've already got your plan. You know, all right, hey, this is where I'm going. You already talked about that. You're, you've already looked at weather and you your target species. Uh, you're targeting. Got that. When you get to the beach, what are you looking for? Uh, I'm looking primarily for deep troughs cuts uh any rip currents are are excellent to fish um points that are jutting out from the from the beach they always have a couple good pockets on either side of them that you know you have to look for them you have to fish them because there's there's usually fish in there and uh that's you know if i'm fishing with lures and just casting all morning I'm looking for bait busting, birds flying, all that, you know, the typical signs that there's, there's something in the water feeding, but 
Yeah. You know, if I'm going for Pompano and Whiting, it's definitely looking for for holes and cuts. So when you're throwing lures, since you bring that up, what do you like to throw? Spoons, top water. What, what's your what's your go tos? Uh, top water is the most fun. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But usually the most productive and the most versatile is uh, throwing spoons. Okay. Spoons will pretty much. I've seen, man, I've seen people pulling big black drum on gold spoons. I'm like, I'm like what? <laughs> I mean, like literally, I'm over there throwing a throwing a silver spoon, hitting Spanish and bluefish at one after another after another, and then you know you got somebody just a few feet down and they're pulling in a black drum on a big fat gold spoon. I'm like, man, you can't beat spoons. <laughs> yeah, jacks will eat spoons. You know I mean. Uh-huh. Well, with this whole weather, I mean, especially with what we're going through now, I know we're all stacked up in the grass of the ocean, it seems. Uh, definitely oh, yeah. puts a small kibosh on that. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely if you're running running spoons and trebles and all that. But hopefully it'll just beach itself and we can clean the water, you know, get the water cleaned up and we can get out there and start pitching for some some jacks and hook some Spanish on the beach. It's always fun. Those are tasty. Oh yeah. So how do you set up your gear when you're there? So what I mean is, uh, what, what do you set Like your set rods, you know, Hey, yeah, you're using these rods with, you know, you've already told me about the rigs you're using with salty and friskies, all of those together. How do you set your stuff up? Well, usually it's a, uh, four rod spread. Um, two, two of the rods I always have are 10 foot H2O expresses. They're cheap, reliable, and you can, you can chuck a four ounce weight on those things half a mile. So, uh, I always have those I have at the moment I'm using a nine foot pen prevail two uh, with a 5,000 battle on it. And they are all running. 20 pound a couple of them a couple of the nine foots have 30 pound on them okay because because oftentimes those rods may may get a lure thrown on them and if you know if you're out there with any poppers or whatever and you hook into a nice shark the 30 pounds nice yeah it's always a good nice little buffer right there yeah it's it the 20 pounds a little sketchy <laughs> I mean, it's strong, but I agree. It's kind of like, I mean, I can throw 30. It's okay. Yeah, it, it's more than sufficient for, you know, you hook a nice jack or something or, or even a big red. It, 20 pounds, perfect. I like 20 pounds, especially with set rigs, cuts to the surf better. And, you know, it casts so much smoother and further than than 30 or even, you know, 50 pounds. So. Yeah, it's definitely I definitely like the 20 pound the most. But when you're out there with a, a big popper, that's that's expensive. You know, like they're not getting any cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, a, and a shark hit and a shark hits it. You're like, mm, I don't want 20 pounds. <laughs> definitely want some 30 pound spun on to some 80 pound or 100 pound. <laughs> Fine, we're just fishing with giant mono from now on. That's it. We're just sending out the giant cord. I, 
sometimes I wish it could, but you'd need a, you know, awful big reel. Yeah, yeah. That and the bigger the reel, the bigger the bigger the price tag. Yeah, yeah. And you gotta you gotta chuck that thing all day long too. So. Ugh, that sounds tiring. I'm good. Uh-huh. What are your bait choices when you're going out? So I know that you have talked about pomp, uh, but break us down. What, what baits are you using for what fish? Uh, my favorite baits for pompano is definitely live bait for pompano is sand flea all day, all day long. Okay. Uh, and, and pretty much, I mean, sand fleas are uh, great for all kinds of fish, especially whiting. The redfish, the drum, uh, black drum, you know, you know, all of them love it. I've had a lot of luck on them. I mean, I've sight casted redfish on a Carolina rig with sand fleas. It's really? Like, oh yeah, it, it was awesome. It was great. That had you know, to have been wa- fun. I was. Oh yeah, we were just watching him. We were leaving the, for the day, and uh, we saw him. And I was like, oh man. And he was just foraging around this little pocket. I was like, I got to try it. So I grabbed a flea, put it on my my uh, Carolina rig rod, just a medium-heavy inshore setup, and just chucked it down in there and gave it a few good, few good pulls and kicked up some dust on the bottom. He saw it, and he just went straight for it, and it was game on. Oh, man. How big was he? Oh, God. He had to, I had to throw him back. Oh, he was probably like, yeah, I, I think he was like a, he was like right at over our limit. Oh, here. just above. He was just above slot. Just above. Yeah. I mean, I could have kept him because Alabama has their, you know, you can keep one above slot, but uh, I don't usually, I don't usually do that. But. So yeah, we threw him back, but that was a good time. Oh, that's like borderline heartbreaking. I, I, it's always those ones. It never fails. There's always yeah. that one that's like right at the cusp. Yep. I, but yeah, some of the the slot fish taste better. Anyways, I don't. They they the do. bigger they get, the you know, you know, the bigger they get, the the meat's a little different. But yeah, I know this next question isn't in the uh, in the uh, question marks here, but you you raise a a good one. How do you how did you see the redfish? Just good polarized glasses. Okay. Actually, I already I might have had my cheapies on that day. Oh wow! But yeah, you have to have you have to have the polarized lenses for sure. And it was a good, clean, clear day, which we don't always, you know, we don't always have that benefit here in Alabama. Yeah, you, you, you Florida, you 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 Florida guys tend to to get some crystal clear water. We are spoiled. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so a little bit of movement, and then you saw them there. Okay. Huh. I I I have the worst time seeing fish I, I don't know what it is <laughs> I, uh, I can't when i'm looking when i'm looking at the water most of the time like some fish you won't you you won't see anyways you'll see the shadow before you see before you really see the fish so i you just get used to looking for for just like the dark spots shadows and once you see a shadow you you can look to see if you can identify if it's a fish or you know, a piece of debris or whatever is in the water, but. Okay, so I need to get better at looking. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had Blake Hunter uh, from Real 30A uh, try to explain it to me, and um, I, I just keep on saying, I'm like, I just can't see these fish. 
and I've I've had a lot of people come on uh, and tell me, you know, oh, I sight cast. I'm like, how do you see it? Well, yeah. I've got good polarized glasses. I can see in the water, but how, what are you looking for? Uh, and one Blake had told me was, just look for the, you'll see the shine. Like, yeah, sometimes you'll see a flash, like, yeah, like with a pompano and, and, and probably Spanish. You'll probably see, yeah, a flash, and that's a good, pretty good indication. Okay, so look for the flash. Got it. Well, that's perfect timing then since we're talking about the flash that means yes. i love that sound oh i love that sound way too much <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that is your first bait check 25 minutes into the interview if you're out there fishing don't forget reel that line in check out that bait if it needs to be retopped off top it off change it up if you didn't get any bites on it change your bait that was a good time. All right, back to what we were talking about. So sand fleas, since we're on the bait subject, sand fleas is your favorite. Oh, what else do you like to use? Oh, my, my next best thing, I don't go, I don't leave the house if I'm set rigging. I don't leave the house without uh, easy flea fish bites. Okay. Will not, I pretty much won't hit the beach without them. You got to have them. <laughs> I mean, a Very lot true. of their, a lot of their, a lot of the different flavors are really good, but but that's that one right there. The the easy flea fish bite definitely gets catches fish. Yeah, that's a hard one not to. That, that's a hard one to argue with because I I love fish bites. It's always with me. Yeah, they're they're excellent. What do you typically fish for? It's I'm, I've started this fishing for everything. I'm an opportun, opportunistic kind of <laughs> angler. There you go. I'm not, you know, when when the sheep are in, I'll I'll target sheep. When the flounder get hot, I'll go after flounder. Uh, you know, it's I'm not just a set out on the beach all the time with four rods fisherman. Really, I mean, if if there's an opportunity that we have after I'm you know get out of work and we can go down and throw some gotchas for some Spanish down in the pass. We do it. You know, you know, it's, we just fish for fun. You know, a lot of times it's for fun. Okay. You've been, I mean, you've been showing it up. You've, you've really been doing a big number. And I think your channel has been showing that. And I think people are definitely learning from you. Yeah. We're, we're, we're slowly growing. So. But isn't that the greatest thing when it grows naturally too? Yeah, yeah, because I if you feel better about it for sure, you know you're you're building your own thing. It's awesome. Speaking of YouTube, would you say that having your channel has made you a better angler? Uh, in a way, you know, it, it, like I said before, when you when you want it, you want that footage to get a, you know a, a video out, especially when you're a weekend warrior YouTuber. Um, it's nice to be you know sometimes you're just forced into fishing different areas and trying to get whatever you can just to, to put out a little piece of footage yeah. it may not be what you want to target but you know you know if the surf's too rough and you need to resort to looking for some trout or jigging around for some flounder and it's that's what you got to do and, and it kind of it does force you to kind of uh broaden horizons and stay fresh yeah, because you're not just doing surf fishing in your YouTube. You're you're going all over. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, I'd put more more freshwater stuff in there, but it, it doesn't really. Once you start doing your saltwater journey, your your freshwater videos don't seem to do as good. <laughs> <laughs> we we took we took our trip to Arkansas, and I was so happy. Like I don't even those videos could have no views at all, and I wouldn't even mind because I was so happy to get into some some uh, rainbow trout and stuff. It was fun. Getting out there on some ultralight rods and tearing it up. <laughs> the ultralights. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's something to be said about those. That's so much fun. Yeah. Moving into your business, what is Al Surf Casco? Well, I mean, I started it. They named it Alabama Surf Casco with the idea that I would start my own company. Maybe even in the future bring other people in. And stuff like that but i always knew i wanted to do something whether it was the youtube because this is all before i even started the youtube but whether it was youtube or working on an apparel apparel line designing some stuff or whether it was even uh maybe even working on designing my own lures down the road so it, i always had that that idea that I wanted to, I wanted to do. So that's how Alabama Surfcast started. Okay. Well, you brought up the apparel part. Tell us about the apparel. Well, right now uh, it's, you know, design phase. I'm trying to find, trying to find somebody that I can go through, get a quality shirt that I can offer at a good price. Cause I don't want to be putting out a, putting out products and having to charge like, Forty forty five dollars for a shirt, you know. It's like I want to be an affordable, an affordable option for people and still have cool designs on on a uh, on gear. Just surf fishing designs for sure, surf fishermen, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not an easy hill to climb. Oh no, there's there's so many so many companies and brands out there that everybody goes with, and yeah, I'd like to to be able to offer something cool and have it for you know an affordable price because you know things are just things are getting more expensive all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm all sad as soon as I like so many things just flashed through my mind as soon as you said that. So if so if I offer a cool shirt for you know 25, 30 bucks, that leaves you guys 10, 15 bucks to go buy some bait. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What? Why did you want to move into apparel? Oh man, I've been an artist my whole life. Um, it's just one of those things. Like, at some point, I'm, you know, I'm f- almost forty-one now, and uh, yay, welcome to the club. You, you, and you got like, you, you know, you, you have this this skill that you you've never really used to try to start a business or whatever. Whatever, and you're like, I got to do something with this. I mean, you take half your life to figure out that you should probably be doing something with artwork. So, well, definitely, that's that's the road I'm trying to take. Getting be able to sell your art, I love it. Yeah, it gives you something to do. You get it out, you know. You get all these designs in your head. You just want to get them out on paper and then do something with them. And like instead of just having them sitting in a sketchbook somewhere. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Oh, I know you have some stuff out now. How do people order? Oh, I don't have I don't have it out yet. 
Oh, this summer, I thought, we, I th- we'll have it out. I thought you but had yeah. it out. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Not yet. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've put some designs out for people to check out, and people are definitely, definitely like it. So that's cool. And we'll get that. We'll get that uh, going this summer. It's going to be going to be a good time. Yeah, I'm excited for you, man. I, I think I saw I, it was a couple of shirts I saw, which instantly made me go, oh, he's selling them. And I couldn't find them. So that was why I was asking. Cause yeah, I not, not self- yet. I had I had some designs on the Teespring website, which okay. I still do. I still do have some designs like on some tumblers and, and things like that on uh, my Teespring store, which is still the same name, Alabama Surf Casco. And, um, but I took the shirts and stuff down because you know, I ordered some and put them through their paces and stuff. And, you know, the designs wore off pretty quick. So I was like, yeah, I don't want to go that route and offer, you know, something, something that people are going to pay 25, 26 bucks for and have the design wear off in a couple months or whatever. I want something that'll last for people. Yeah. That's good on you, man. Thank you for doing something like that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I still, I still went through and put some tumblers and I think there's some beach towels and there's a bunch of the cool things that they offer on that platform that, that are still on there. Okay. Well, we will be keeping our eyes out and please, when you do launch, let me know so I can throw links up because I'm definitely going to buy and I know other people will probably want to be happy to support you and buy as well. Oh yeah. You'll definitely, everybody will know it'll be, it'll be on every fishing page around. Perfect. <laughs> Well, backing into your culinary art, and the reason I bring this up is uh, not too long ago, scrolling through the pages, I uh, I mistagged you after a set of pompa. <laughs> yes, I will admit I my failures. This. I will admit my failures, and I apologize again. Um, you had posted a pompano uh, rangoon's recipe, and I was oh, like, yeah. "Oh, this is brilliant! I got to do this!" And then I totally tagged Cheyenne. <laughs> yeah, I forget I forget what it was. No, it was uh she had done she had done like fish cakes. Yeah, that's, that's what, what it was. was. Yeah. She had done fish cakes and you had tagged me as the fish cake guy. Uh, that's right. I, I was like I was like, hold on man, that's Cheyenne stuff. You gotta give her credit for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's only a couple of people that I follow like you, Cheyenne, and uh Life for Real. Oh man, just all of those together. <sighs> I'd eat fish every day if I could cook like that. But <laughs> I digress. Uh, how do you decide on how you're going to prepare fish for to eat? It just depends. It kind of just comes out of left field sometimes. Sometimes, <laughs> and there's sometimes being that you know some of these species are totally new to me. It, you want to try something something new and uh, like. You know, the pompano rangoons, because the pompano has like a, a sweet meat to it, uh, it was, it was just seemed like a good idea to, to go for the nice, tasty, sweet, golden fried crab rangoons. Are you trying They're, to make me stop this interview and go get food? I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody, everybody go check that out because those are delicious. They were. <laughs> they really were. <laughs> You'll either you'll either thank me or you'll hate me. One of the one or the other. Yeah, uh, rangoons have become one of those few things that I have. It's a guilty pleasure now. Oh, they're good. So good. 
know what I mean? I, I just want to do different stuff. Like, cause that's another thing with the YouTube thing is like, is, is, uh, doing catch and cooks that are just different. You know, a lot of times it's just fried fish or you know, fish tacos. And it's like, those are good. They're good. I love fried fish and I love fish tacos, but I want to, you know, do some different stuff, offer some new things that maybe people will try out. Yeah. When I was talking to, uh, Sean Lawless with a Lawless Tide after he got his tuna. He was, <laughs> he said, "There's only so many mm-hmm. to there's only so many times you can eat sushi." He's <laughs> like, "You got you got to do something different with the tuna." He, and he was explaining all the ways he was making, and I was like, "Can I just catch a tuna to have one? I I just want to try it once." Yeah. <laughs> oh, tuna, tuna's delicious. It's really it's really best seared up real seared up real quick with a nice warm center. That's really the best way to eat a tuna. Mm. So does that mean you're going to come out in a kayak next uh, fall and winter and come catch one? I'll have to go get a kayak. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> not that. Another another oh, thing yeah. to throw at fishing. <laughs> yeah. Another another way to make bringing home dinner more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Sad truth. Yep. Unfortunately, I swear I look at tuna and I'm like, "Well, I could go catch it." And then I might stop and I go, "You're an idiot. Just buy the damn tuna. You you, you don't need a hundred pounds of fish sitting in the freezer like that. You're you're insane." Oh, I would. Yeah, yeah. I'd keep as much as I could. But I'd have some happy friends. Yeah, yeah. I, I can only imagine there. Oh yeah. Well, final Man, question. When we first when we we first moved here, I was giving away pompano to my friends. So, so or I was or I was putting them back. So. Yeah. yeah, well, you guys only have the three limit, and I think Florida we're probably headed that direction. But even having three, taking home three for me, I'm like that's perfect. That's that's me and a little and one for the kid with spare to go. Uh, six, yeah. I'm like, oh man, what am I gonna do with all these? All right, I gotta cut this one this way. Okay, I gotta store this one this way. With yeah. yours, the three limit, you guys play it a little different. I'm betting. Yeah, we. Uh... The three limit is especially, especially when the season starts off. Like you, you'll end up with, you know, you'll catch some that are like just a keeper, and they're like, mm, "Yep, I want a pompano so bad, so I want to keep you, but I want one that's got a little more beat on the bone, and let's throw that one back." Oh yeah, uh, pulling up those three and you know those big wide bodies, the ones with shoulders. You're like, "Oh, you're gonna be so good." Oh oh yeah. <laughs> They're like they are my favorite. They're probably my favorite fish. They are really down good. here so far. So would you say one of my favorites? Okay, so I'll throw a hypothetical: pompano or whiting? If you had to choose, pompano. Wow. Okay. Oh yeah, Faye. Faye. Faye's the other way around. Uh, she. She. So yeah, she. Okay. She's a she's a whiting person. She'll take the whiting all all day long. Whiting is good, but all our fish here is pretty good. I, I haven't found, well, I haven't tried Ladyfish yet or Remora. It's on the list of things to try this year, but those two are good. They are good. Yeah, I don't know if I'll bring myself to, to eat, to try a Remora. We did just catch a huge one the other day, and I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told it tastes like cobia, and I've never had cobia, so if uh, if that's an indication for me, I'm like, all right, you know, I'll try it. I did do the catfish catch and cook, and it was fine. It was whatever. It wasn't horrible, but yeah, I can figure you got to try everything eventually. 
Yeah, I think I'll leave that up to you guys. I appreciate you guys. Thanks. You, Thank you guys. You. I'll be that Let friend. Let me know. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that for you. I'll be that friend. <laughs> All right, cool. What is your hands down go-to way to cook up just to catch a cook? It's like, look, I'm tired. What's going to be? I'm just going to make this. What's your normal way? Uh, if it's pompano, well, I'll just come home and grill it. This okay. is the easiest way. Quick little seasoning, a little bit of butter, throw it on a grill. It's a great grilling. Butter. If it's the lighting, I have to fry it for the missus because oh. it's just how it goes. A little light breading and go? Yeah. Give them a little panko and hit the grease. Oh, man. Panko makes things awesome. Oh, yeah. It's definitely one that's... I, I think panko is missed on frying fish sometimes. I use it a lot for, for frying fish. Beer, okay. The beer is great, too. But, but yeah. yeah. Uh, the panko is definitely nice. It's crispy and it's good. What has been your favorite fishing memory since you've moved down here? Since I've moved down here, a favorite memory? Uh, definitely the jack of all that I, I picked up. It was... It was a, a goal to catch it. We hit the beach. We had the cameras rolling. And uh, as soon as we hit the beach, perfectly calm conditions. And there was already bait swirling around. And it was one or two casts, and it was a couple pops, and it was this fish on. It was, it was insane. And, yeah, I mean, Faye hooked up. I hooked up. Hers popped off. But uh, that's probably my favorite memory catch a fish down here that's awesome what what was the bait that was on not sure what color scheme it is it's more it's like a blue mackerel looking halco popper the one halco 135 oh wow decent size yeah it was a big one wow it hit it that's cool i've heard good things about halco poppers so Oh, Halcos are great. You can, they're, they're good for, you know, they're not just a, a popper. You can, you can walk them like walk the dog style. You can straight retrieve them or you can pop them like a popper. So, I mean, they're, they're versatile and they held, they held up. So, have so you, yeah, they're definitely, definitely a good option. Have you changed out the trebles at all or had to do any of that? Or is it, is it all pretty much still the same stock? Uh, I would suggest maybe putting a stronger, a stronger hook on it, but the one that, the one I picked up, he was like 42 and a half inches. He was a bruiser and (laughs) he definitely bent out. He, he bent out a couple hooks. So (laughs) I've yet to catch one, but I've heard that they are just, they love to fight and they are going to fight hard to get off that hook. Oh yeah, they they run like I was using the slammer on an eight foot star rod, so the slammer forty five hundred slowed him down pretty good. But the head shakes on that fish, oh man, they're <laughs> this <is> absolutely <laughs> awesome. They they are brutal with their head shakes. It's so much fun. Oh boy. Okay, now I'm gonna have to get out there. So you saw the yeah. bait pool at that one, and you threw at the bait, and it, it finally happened for you and Faye. You both, both were probably thrown within the same 30, 40 yards apart, and yep. it just hooked we're up. Throwing, we're thrown right at that same, right over it, and uh, just cast over the bait and drag it through, and 
unfortunately hers hers popped off. <laughs> she got the lure back though, right? No, no, Matt's gone. <gasps> no. That's the that's the problem with big popper fishing. Oh, that hurts me from here. Oh, I think that weekend I think that weekend was like a hundred and twenty five dollar weekend. Oh between Ow. between that and getting shark, yeah, it was an expensive weekend. Yeah, the sharking one, I think. Yeah, the tax man, he's real. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, he's vicious. Next, this season, we'll definitely be putting some, uh, put some, uh, put a length of steel on there. <laughs> it would be, would be my best advice. Long leaders and a piece of steel. <laughs> <laughs> Save your money. Oh man! <laughs> Just put it on a rope line. Like, come here. <laughs> They're a lot of fun too on top water. When you get smashed by a shark on top water, it, it's like whew, yeah, oh. the drag just screaming. It's it's amazing. Oh boy, yeah, that fight it's would fun. be that 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 seems like a fight and a half. But it's great. Okay, sharks and jacks top water. Got it. Adding to the list of twenty twenty two. It's that time of year. Yeah, it, is. it really is. What is a goal catch for you for 2022? Uh, goal catch for 2022. I've always, I've wanted a mahi since I got here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, four, I've been here for f- almost four years. And, and as soon as I got down here, I was like, I want to catch a mahi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, so that's an offshore trip that I got to take. Yeah. And I- well, from what I hear from talking with the captains on the Friday night report on uh panhandle fishing report, they're here. Nice. The, I love it. The captains are all, yeah, we're just throwing at grass mats and we're hitting them. I'm like, uh, where yeah. they're all they're And they're saying, yep, come on out now. You can get Mahi. Um, Kings are in plentiful supply. It, it's just it, apparent love. Yeah. Whole cornucopia. I guess is our water temperature is so good now, but yeah, you, you get after it, man. Mahi's the Mahi's here. Heck yeah, I mean, and my bucket. I mean, I got a bucket list of fish down here. Like so, I mean, but I've always wanted to catch a mahi. Just they're beautiful. They're such weird looking fish. Yeah. I've always catch one. I don't know. There's always been a lure to a mahi. Well, now you tell me you got a bucket list. I mean, can I get a couple more? What What else do you want to catch? Now you got me intrigued. King mackerel, uh-huh. oh, I'll take any man, anything. <laughs> All right, so you're gonna, so you're gonna be planning a couple of offshore trips this year for sure. I'm I'm definitely an angler that just uh, it's not just you know I'll go after one focus. I'll definitely I would love to catch a, a long list of species down here. There's so many fish that I haven't caught. It's like it's like a playground. Oh yeah, hands down. Well, if you ever cross into the Florida one, don't forget to check out uh, Catch a Florida Memory, and you can use that list to check off and see if you can't get to the 50. Mm, I'll have to try that. Oh, it's dangerous. It, it's, it borderlines the hashtag goals. It's like, okay, <laughs> fine, I will work to catch all of you. <laughs> it's a good list, that's for sure. Really good-looking fish. I even go, I've got lists for South Florida, too. So, Oh, man, that's... A, I've heard great things about South Florida fishery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, just just going after some tarpon, snook, and peacock bass. Oh, peacock 
Cloud there you go. Vacation. That's it. Vacation made. No carbon <laughs> peacock pass. Done. All right. Yeah, that's not a tall list for a vacation run at all. Not even a little. Nah. <laughs> That'll be good, though, man. It's doable. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, it is. Absolutely doable. Well, speaking of doable. Second call on the bait check. We're at 40. I went a little early on you. I'm sorry, y'all. But I knew the next question we'd go long. So second bait check. Now's that time. Go ahead and reel that in. Check it. Top it off. Make sure it's good to go. If it hasn't worked by now, man, after two, switch it up, man. And maybe even think about moving. It's not a bad idea. Plus, you can pause the podcast and come back to it. It'll be great. Well, all right. Where are we? Here we are. So you've been here. We've all been there because we're all, you know, we've been fishing for a couple years or not longer. Um, And when you came from New England, you came down here, you also learned and you started out. Uh, Two questions. One is not on the list, but I've been meaning to ask it more. What do you wish a new angler would do before ever putting a line in the water for the first time? Uh, you gotta do your, you gotta do your research, learn how to read the surf. I think that's the most important thing I've done, uh, moving down here and going after a whole new fishery was, uh, learning how to read the surf. What was one of the hardest parts for you reading the surf? You bring that up and this is a good conversation piece because I, I know I can talk about this easily with, on this one, but what, what was the hardest thing for you on that? I mean... When you first start, it's hard. You're, you're yeah. looking out at the waves, and you just don't know what you're looking at, you know. It, but after a while, if you get if you can get out there on a day where there's actually some good wave action, it makes it a lot easier for you. Oh, good call, real good call. Calm days, and you're walking down the beach. I just try to tend to focus on darker water. If I can find holes with darker water, deeper water. That's where I'm going to fish. And if I have to move on to another hole, I will. But start with some some darker water on the calm days. And if it's a good day where you can identify your cuts well and good waves, good, good wave action, you'll be able to spot it. It's, you know, you've got waves on either side of it and just waves flowing through the middle. Yeah, that middle is, is the target. Yep. Uh, rips were my hardest thing to, un- I mean, granted, I grew up surf fishing, or not surf fishing, I grew up at, for a few years in Hawaii and learning how to boogie board and surf, and, you know, I could see a rip current out there, but for some reason when I moved here, I'm like, where the hell's the rip current? I, I don't I don't see it. They're probably, probably smaller here. I mean, in Alabama, I mean, it might, and I've been over in the, God, we went to Santa Rosa Beach and a sandbar, <laughs> a sandbar there. <laughs> couple hundred yards away so i was like yeah okay yeah i, mean, I was just like deep, literally just looking for deeper water on that one i was like that's all we can do really yeah i'm like truck all the way out there and throw what you can do but uh, in here in alabama you get a lot of deep troughs that are close up and you'll get some pretty defined uh cuts too and they're they're really really pretty easily identifiable if you have a little bit of wave action. Yep, so there you go, people. Definitely, if you're going to go learn, wave days are really are a good thing. Uh, flat days suck, in my opinion. You know, flat days, Scout- Scouting is key, for yep. sure. Yep. 
I've always wanted like, if you're, you know, coming down on vacation to fish and you're in one of these condos, I mean, look at look down off your balcony. It, it, you, it'll tell you everything you need to know. Just looking down on the, on the water from your balcony. Yeah. The people that are up on like five, this fifth or above story, I envy a little. It's kind of like, Hey, can you take a picture and text it to me? Be, be a bro. I need to see what's out there right now. Yeah, I get I get that advantage, and it helped because uh, I work at a at a big condo place, and I get to look down on the surf. <laughs> oh, well so played, to, sir. Well played indeed. I, I get to see what everything looks like, and, and yeah, it's it's the best thing to learn. Is you definitely got to learn how to read the surf because you can throw almost any bait you want to, and if you're throwing it somewhere where there just isn't going to be much fish traffic you're not going to catch much yeah it, you know it's really where you're fishing versus what awesome bait you throw hmm. interesting good point there man that's a really good point i mean man i've gone out with just fish bites heck i've gone out with just crusty fish bites on a hook that got left there from the day before <laughs> but, uh, but because I fished, you know, a good cut and they, you know, they got hydrated, they get rehydrated again and, and started catching pompano. So didn't even have no shrimp, no, no sand fleas, no go shrimp. It was just all a matter of knowing where you're going to throw the bait. Well, there you go. And Brett even said that in his fish bites interview. He's like, if there's still some on there, there's still scent. It will work. Oh, it will work. Yeah. So the question that's not on there. Uh, that I should have told you about, and I apologize, but I'll throw it at you now. What do you gear? What gear do you recommend for a new angler? You, you don't have to break the bank. There it at is. At all. Yep. You really don't. You don't need to break the bank at all. I mean, I started, we started with, when we first bought, came here, I bought two eight foot, no, one eight foot Hurricane Mako. And I ran that thing until I broke the handle off of it. Nice. <laughs> On a pompano, I had to run, I had like 25 yards or so of line still out. I had to run backwards as fast as I could so I couldn't lose that fish. <laughs> okay. And then one of them's a seven foot citadel. I mean, that thing. And the funny thing is that that little seven foot citadel, because you keep the, that's my close bait rod. Mm-hmm. That, that, cheesy $30 setup or whatever it is now from Walmart has caught 30 pound black drum. It's caught big red fish. It's caught numerous pompano piles of whiting. I mean, that cheesy little rod is, you don't have to break the bank to start, but if you're interested in a rod that you can surf fish with and you're living here now, or you're going to come back regularly, you can't really go wrong with the 10-foot H2O uh, from uh, Academy, the H2O Express. Yeah, Academy Sports did a pretty good job with that rod. Yeah, it's a durable rod. It's hard to find, I'm not going to lie. It's extremely hard to find. Yeah, every time they've seen to got it, um, Justin from Justin Reed Fishing, he, he's got one and he's been trying to get another. He's like, every time I look, it's gone. Every time they get restocked, gone instantly. Yeah, they're gone. The last one I managed to get, they actually, I had an email thing. You can go on their thing and just subscribe to an email notification when they have them in stock. Mm-hmm. 
well, they let me know. And I go in there, I'm like, oh, sweet. They got, you know, the 10 foot in. Uh, or they said they had the 12 foot in. I was like, you know what? It's not the 10, but I'll, I'll go for a 12. I get in there and it's a 10. I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> I was like, thank you for that mistake. I love it. How many H2Os are you running now? I got two of them. Okay. I like I like to keep I don't buy uh, I do like to have rods that are different lengths for sure I don't like to yep. on the same length rod every time like if I need to throw deep that ten foot rods it is plenty well, plenty good enough for it that is, we could talk about that real quick I mean we could talk about that for a while because I agree I, I though I do I mean I've got ten nine ten. 9, 10, 11. Yeah, cause the beach runner's an 11. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. And it's so, you know, people are like, why don't you just keep the same thing? Because each one's got a different purpose. Oh, and, and my ice fishing rod, which I love my rod. That's a fun rod. But all these rods, they all, you can do so much with a different size rod. You don't have to run 12 footers. Yeah, and they're, and they're all different too. Like, uh, it's not, and sometimes it's not the length. I mean, it's definitely. <laughs> Definitely your technique is, is big, but also learning, learning how well that rod will load up with whichever weight is best for it yeah. is really, really important. Like the H2O, the 10 foot H2O express loads up very well with a three or four ounce weight and it'll sling it. That's rated up to what a six or seven? It's rated up to a six. Yeah, I believe. And I have never, I mean, other than throwing a chunk of cut bait with like a four ounce weight on it, right. I've never, I've never slapped a piece of six ounce lead on it or anything. Yeah, yeah that'd be something. Five's heavy, uh, uh, but I can only imagine throwing eight and bait or anything of these other ones. Yeah, but that that's a lot of weight. Oh yeah, and most of the time, like with the cut baiting on Alabama beans, you don't have to throw it real far most of the time. Yeah, I think nope. that the close one's overlooked by a lot of people. Yeah, it's not. That's another important tip. It's not. It's not about casting the Cuba at all. Yep. It's really not. Don't 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 underestimate what's you know ten ten foot or less in front of you. Because I've caught a ton of fish all within, you know, 10, 15 feet of the beach. Well, hell, the sharks will come up right to the shore. I mean, you can see them cruising in the first cut within 30 feet. Yep. We've had, I had, I don't even know if I have it on footage. I might have it on footage on YouTube. But we were out there just smashing bluefish and ladyfish. Constant. It was just like one after another after another. It just wouldn't stop. Big schools coming through down at uh, uh, Mobile down uh, Fort Morgan uh-huh. and the next thing you know he figured it out and, or tasted it in the water but we had it had to have been like a nine foot eight foot nine foot hammer Whoa. just start coming in and just start circling and taking down fish I was like and he was coming right two feet off of the beach I was like not swimming here. Yeah, no. I've, I've said it in this podcast before, and I will happily say it again. I don't go in the water that much because I know it's out there. Yeah. <laughs> and I know my shark friends make fun of me. Like, they're not going to mess with you. I know they're not going to. I, I totally, you know, and I love that about the sharks. However, 
I'm the apex predator on land. I'm not the apex predator in the water. No, not at all. <laughs> all right, final question for you. What's next for you and Alabama Surf Cast Company? It's just to keep keep on rolling, get the YouTube built up. I'd really like to see that grow. I mean, we got the Facebook grows pretty well, and it's nice, and we're going to start throwing out some more tips and tricks and stuff as we roll on. But getting the YouTube going and having a place where I can display, you know, cool-looking shirts and designs, it's that's the goal. That's the immediate future of Alabama Surfcast right now. That's good stuff, Mike. Well, thank you so much for coming on, man. Again, I really, I mean that. I'm very thankful that you came on and let me do this interview with you. I've been, we've been talking about it for a little while, and finally the schedule lined up and everything worked out. But I'm, I'm really glad that you were able to carve out some time and let you know share your story and share some knowledge for some people. Oh yeah, anytime. You can have me on anytime you want. Oh, so sold. Careful, because <laughs> it'll happen. I will call again. Well, um, Social media, where can we find all of your stuff? Oh, it's the same thing as AL Surfcast Co. on TikTok. I got it on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. There you go. So there you go, everybody. Go take a look at that. Like, subscribe, share. Check all that stuff out. You're not going to be disappointed, I promise. You really won't. I love it. So hopefully it helps somebody out there. All right, man, I'm going to let you get out of here. Thank you again, and uh, I know we'll be talking soon. All right, man, thank you. appreciate it. Yeah, buddy. All right, talk to you a bit. All right, bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. We just got done talking with Mike Responte of Alabama Surfcast Company. I hope that this episode was helpful for you. There was a lot of great knowledge dropped in there, not to mention a lot of Mike's story. I know he's got more to tell, and he's got a lot of that all on his social media, so make sure, like we said, Check it out, uh, AL Surf Casco, all platforms. And if you have questions, he even said, reach out. He'll be happy to answer them for you. So if this episode has been helpful for you, please don't forget to like, share, subscribe. You can find this podcast on all platforms where podcasts are carried. Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, even on iHeartRadio and some of the other small ones, Podbean pod addicts all of it share it out it's only going to help things get better and you're going to help somebody out there that's been wanting to do fishing so i appreciate you glad you were here we'll see you next week you've been listening to finding demo surf fishing i'll see y'all later